welcome to Forever Canon, <laughs> the podcast where we stop talking right before the recording says Forever Canon. And I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week, we are going to talk about all the good people solos and the gray guy fets and all the baddies galore. Check in with what everybody's doing and then maybe by the end of the episode, something will happen. For mm-hmm. the first time in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, man. How'd you like these chapters, though? I didn't mind these chapters, yeah, actually. Yeah, I say that. I know. That's why I wanted to throw that out there. Because I said that that almost has a condemnation. Yeah. But, no, these were good. They were great. Fine chapters. It's just a lot of conversation and exposition. A lot of explaining to us what happened in, in maybe the last series at certain parts. Maybe what happened in the last book. Maybe what happened a couple books ago. Like, there's a lot of recapping here. Mm-hmm. And we're in chapter, like, we're in chapter 13, 14, 15, yeah, what 16. Are we? Like, we're a good third of the way through the book, mm-hmm. and we're still catching up on some recap stuff, which I've praised. Mm-hmm. And not complaining about it this time, just saying it's happening a lot. Yeah. But that's this week. First, bum, bum, bum. previously... On Forever Canon, Jaina invites Vistara to Sydney World. Oh, that's good. I forgot about that joke. <laughs> I wrote those a week ago. <laughs> uh, Vistara teaches history. Luke gets things wrong. Buatu wakes up to Buatu 2. Vistara controls ancient pups with ancient commands. Not as easy as it looks, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. That was last week. <laughs> this week... We start with chapter 13. And we kick it off at the Solo safe house on Coruscant with Han Solo adoringly putting his granddaughter Alana into bed Mm -hmm. and telling her all that. They're having this like a cute exchange, but I'm not tired. Well, you know how I know you're tired? Because you say you're not tired. She's like, oh, is that my tell? And he's like, how do you know gambling words? Come on. Grandpa, what? (laughs) Uh, You, guy. You. I think he explicitly has said this to her. But anyways, yeah. it's this cute scene between the two of them. And Leia in the front seat. Front seat. They're at home. Yeah. <laughs> She's the front. <laughs> wow. That was, that's my bad. Anyways, Leia has received a mysterious uh, information for you message on her private channel. Only known to six people and two droids. As pointed out by her husband. That seems like a lot. Not really. I guess all the people they know, it's not a lot. Him? Maybe Tunnel Ka, Jaina, Luke, Ben. Oh, my hand's full already. Yeah. That's just their family, mostly. Yeah, I wonder who the who the sixth person is. Uh, only dead men. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I think we know who the two droids are. But this private channel is getting this secretive information for you message where, quote, old friends know where Dala has gone. Han and Leia know who this message must be from, but they don't tell us. No. No. And we cut to the offices of the chief of state, Coruscant, where Leia brings this lead to Win Dorvin, who says, do it. Yeah, it'll Not help, like the, the, it'll help the GA. It'll help him heal more than anything else you can do. Yeah, it would be to bring Dala to justice. Yeah, bring give her a so fair follow trial. follow this lead on whoever your secret information is. And then we cut to Moff Drickle Leckerson's estate, Coruscant. Where it's bad guy time. All this is happening on the same planet, by the way. Yes. Right? That's neat. Not often when you screen wipe through Star Wars do you stay on the same planet. 
usually you're halfway across the galaxy in a moment. And it's probably and it all timelines difficult when you try to play it in an RPG. And because where the Senate is, I'm sure Han and Leia aren't staying in the slums. No, yeah, I'm sure and, they're real close and, to Senate and, Plaza and yeah. some high rise tower. And Leckerson's got a nice estate, so it's probably all within like 30 kilometers. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's such a good point. But different stuff happening here because it's bad guy time. Yes. And for this bad guy group, a lot of feature time already so far mm-hmm. in the book. We've had them talking to each other, talking about what senator they're going to extort. That We've had them in the triumvirate in the chief of state office deciding what uh, applicant planets get in and out of the G- uh, Galactic Alliance. Not out. <laughs> Into the Galactic <laughs> Alliance. I don't think anybody's applying for withdrawal. They're in, so you're out. Sorry. Oh you can only have so many. You know, it's just we only have so many seats in the Senate. <laughs> Can't afford more chairs. Government, you know how Yeah, it can't have any more of those floaty things. No, that would be spending money. Yes. <laughs> you can't do that if you're a government, a.k.a. a big corporation. Yep. So, back to bad guy time. A lot of time in the book so far. Moff Leckerson is a snooty prick. And mm-hmm. so is his protocol droid. Yes. Which I found quite endearing. E- E3? Yeah. He, he, Leckerson at some point says something like, yeah. He's even a bit stuck up for my taste or something yeah. like that. Sometimes he enjoys it, but right now, not so much. Yeah. Not right now when there's somebody here to see you in the middle of the night. He doesn't like the look of this Minyevish, which is the bird-like alien slavers from the planet Karas, where Roki Kem is from, and she is one of the slave people who have kicked the slavers off their planet, which makes this a really difficult situation, actually, politically. Mm-hmm. This group deserves freedom. This group doesn't deserve banishment and homelessness. Yeah. Right? But here we are. <laughs> the bird people have been kicked off their planet by their slaves. And now they're like, we have nowhere to live in a galaxy where we've already seen a massive number of refugee crises over the last decade. If we go through... This galactic civil war, second galactic civil war, I should say, that just happened. And the the entirety of the New Jedi Order, Yuzhan Vong invasion. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of displaced people with lost, destroyed worlds in uninhabitable worlds, whatever it may be. This is just the latest in a long line. The Minyevish bird people who have like rainbow feathers all over them or something. Yeah, and like weird golden eyes and... yeah. The eyes were pretty, apparently, according yeah. to Moff Leckerson. Yeah. But this guy's here to see the Moff and blame him for freedom flight and extort him. Ha-ha. He's not wrong. And this guy definitely deserves it. Yes. And I've come to calling, because there's two groups of bad guys, I've come to calling, uh, like, Treen and Bramson and all them, just the Council of Evil. Oh, look at you. Just so I can differentiate. Capital C, capital E. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I write all in capital. I just think so. of them as the costume bad guys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> every time, I'm like, every time I just flash back to that weird costume party oh, meeting that they had. I should have put the costume council. The council of costumed evil. Ooh, I like that too. See, you're welcome. <laughs> See, workshop. Yeah, teamwork. 
Anyways, okay, back to the story. We could be done this episode in 15 minutes if we just stuck to Yeah, yeah, if we just kept to our not, It's four chapters of people talking to people. Yeah. And I can summarize that quite quickly. Here we go. Ready? The bird extorts Moff Lackerson, telling him, I know that you're the one behind Freedom Flight, and I have all this evidence, blah, blah, blah. By the way, kind of an interesting metaphor here, maybe ironically, as this bird man who has lost his freedom. Mm-hmm. They used to be the owners, the ones in charge with all the power and all the wealth and resources. Now they have nothing. They've lost all their control and all their freedom. It's bird people. Because their slaves were freed by freedom flight. Yes. Come on, flight, freedom, birds, losing it, <laughs> metaphors, irony. Anyway, three billion birds need a home. And this guy tells Moff Lackerson, it's your fault, your job. You're going to pay for it all. Yeah, and you're going to find us a place to live. And he name drops that he knows about Faust Bramson and Senator Hayden Treen. So the Moff's YVH droid stuns him. (laughs) I thought he was going to blow him away in that chair. So did I. (laughs) And then they described him as like, his limbs akimbo and his head lolled back. I was like, Oh, you didn't say like a smoking crater in his chest, so <laughs> <Yeah>. you must. <laughs> Point blank from a YVH would oh, probably explode that dude. You didn't say pile of roasted <laughs> chickens, so it's probably all right. But all this focus on the bad guy council, the council of costumed evil. Okay, it's official. <laughs> and now we start to see that their secrets are getting out. Yeah. this is It's unraveling. For eight for seven books up to this point through the eighth, they've been manipulating things in the shadows. And even for those two years before, because if you remember Moff Leckerson was present when Luke Skywalker put Jag in charge of the empire and threatened at the to end of the last book, kill him or something. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to let Han Solo kill him. That's right. Yeah. Because they made the nanovirus to try to kill Alana, Amelia. Yes. Thinking that they're successful. And so Han Solo, shaky hand, almost shoots Moff Lekerson in the face two and a half years ago. <laughs> Could have avoided all these costume parties and weird, weird racists. Yes. They're not good people, right? No. Nah. Chapter 14. Indigo Tower Restaurant, Coruscant. Where Senator Train is taking new Senator Cam Suldar out for fancy dinner and they start to bond over being racist. Mm-hmm. I don't like non-humans, both of them. Quote. All of them. They're so, well, inferior. Bad guys. Get it? Racism is bad. And humans in this are the most average of species Sorry for jabbing my finger at you so no that's that's pointedly fine. as i'm telling you racism <laughs> it, it adds emphasis yeah it makes it comes out of my voice better <laughs> I, my hands draw more energy the, the hands help yeah yeah i throw my hand up in here anyways the bad guys like each other uh because they're racist turns out they picked a really good guy to want to team up with mm-hmm. he's very eager he's already got some stuff stewing in the background amongst his followers because he's this new Hot shot senator. Yeah, people seem to like him for some reason that is unknown yet. We cut to Leckerson's estate, where he's torturing the Birdman, pulling feathers. He's got 
Acid burns, stab wounds. He's been drugged. He's blinded. His eyes are ruined. Yeah. Leckerson says. Bad guy stuff. And he bleeds gold blood. More bad guy stuff. Yeah, the gold, the gold blood is interesting. And yeah. Creepy. But he gets the information that he wants, which is, what is your evidence and where is it? And give me the secret code to find it. And then he kills the bird guy. But he only tortured him until he got the information he needed, right? Yes. Very civilized, mm-hmm. says Moff Leckerson. That's the way civilized people do torture. it. <laughs> but that's how bad guys work. Torture's like, okay as long as you kill them nicely. Just don't make it last longer than it has to, and you're not such a bad guy. Cut to. <laughs> Treen calls Leckerson to tell him Sildar is the perfect piece of poodoo cult of personality for them. And Leckerson tells her about this evidence and extortion. And no worries, he'll be emperor. Chapter 15. Outer Rim Territories. Where the rightful, from a particular point of view, Chief of State Natasi Dalla is having some crummy coffee. Sorry, calf. Mm-hmm. My bad. I shouldn't have wrote coffee. I should know better by now. Yeah. Episode 100 and how many? Yeah, a lot. Coffee, he says. Wow. Having some. Crummy calf with Boba Fett in his real armor and his real helmet in his real ship. Yes. Yeah. She, on the other hand, still wearing her prison jumpsuit while they're flying to some unknown special destination. She's ruminating on her dead lovers. Ooh, big theme across this whole series. She's got Tarkin, this Legis guy. I wonder what book series that's from. He sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. And now, Buati. He's not dead, but he certainly isn't living in this state, is he? Because he's pretending to not. Yeah. She thinks he's be aware. still am- amnesiated. Yeah. Amnesiated? Am- amnesiatic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know what the He has is. amnesia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let us simplify that. Anyways, well, this whole thing of her lost lovers and then we keep... Talking about all Luke Skywalker's ex-girlfriends. Most of them are dead now. Wife, too. Mm-hmm. Callista, gone to the Force. Lumaya, cut her head off and kicked her off a cliff. I can't remember particularly. Yeah, just Maybe just let her tumble off? I don't know, but she... Oh, he... Did he kick her? Kick her. He, he is the reason she... Oh, you might be right. He did cut her head off. Well, then what? Well, then what does it matter? I don't know. How she fell off. <laughs> Yeah, I would think the head removing from the body might have caused it. <laughs> but anyways, and then, and then you know, this the mirroring of these two is as being um, the the main figureheads of these two establishments that are butting heads over the course of this whole series. The Jedi and the Galactic Alliance can kind of no longer coexist. Not mm. with her in charge, anyways, right? That's yeah. what this whole thing has been about from her side is look what Jason Solo did. We got to get control of these Jedi, right? And then they started going crazy. So for her, from her perspective, she's totally in the right. Yeah. Other than, okay, maybe shouldn't have done that Mando stuff. Maybe. Yeah. I would have taken, she says something like, I would have taken care of the slavery and all those revolts, but I had to get the Jedi down yeah, first. First, I had to control the Jedi. Before I could calmly abolish slavery. <laughs> First, I had to make governmental slaves of those Jedi. 
those magic wizards. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyways. That works. Anyways, Fett tells Dala that Leckerson is behind Freedom Flight. Apparently, everybody just knows this now. Yeah. Like, we just found out how many chapters ago? The beginning of this book. And now everybody's finding out. Dala knows. Fett knows. Uh, who else knows? <laughs> Leckerson knows. Uh, the bird. bird guy knows. Yeah. I don't know. You know, people know. The secrets are getting out. Dala finds this information very interesting. And it must be interesting because it's been kind of the focus of the book so far. This is the, the most important gossip I've seen in the book series. Mm-hmm. Is that, hey, don't forget, or no, not, not don't forget. Hey, just so you know, <laughs> there's a secret team of bad people trying to undermine you in the background. Which they have been the whole time. Yep. And she starts connecting dots. Freedom flight thing. The attack on Nekboatu with the fake Jedi. The restaurant attack on Jagged Fell and the Solo family. All the way back when book three, two, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. It surprised Fett Amelia too. Because Fett didn't know about that one. He didn't. Well, he well, thought he it was Dala. It could have been her. Yeah. yeah. And she said, I would never do that with a kid there. There's easier ways to kill everybody. I'm like, all right. Bad guys always with a certain code. Yes. But all that stuff was from the costume baddies. But why is Boba Fett helping her? Why is he breaking her out of prison? Why is he transporting her across the galaxy to establish a new base of power and resources, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what she says she's going to do and then take back the government. Yeah. <laughs> why is he helping? What is the price that he wants, Tim? He wants to... Well, he doesn't... He says that it's not... He wants the... That nanovirus, he wants a cure for it. And not because he wants to go home, necessarily, but because he just wants revenge on the people that did it. Right. Dala thinks we all want to go home. Yeah. This whole nanovirus thing is, has been like an underlying background issue that hasn't come up. Because, you know, the one that they had for Tenelka and Amelia, they used it, they thought they killed the kid, and then that got destroyed. They let it loose on Mandalore as petty revenge at Boba Fett, right? For siding against uh, some of the moths with Dala. Yeah. Right? And so they made sure no him and nobody in his family could ever go back to his home planet. But here he comes out of the woodwork to rescue Dala from prison. He wants her to get a base of power and take over the Empire. Yeah. Is what he says. And he wants her to clear this nanovirus out of his home. And then says, but not because I want to go home. Really? Are you sure? Are you sure you're not just a 94-year-old dude who can't say that out loud to a stranger? Even if it's somebody you know really well? He's got to keep up his mysteriousness and ruthlessness. I don't know, but she says we all want home. Yeah. Maybe even Boba Fett. And we cut to the waterfront district. Varlo, Runadan. New places. Yeah. City of Varlo on the planet Runadan. I've seen it on a map before. Where the Solo family, Amelia included, is ordering at a restaurant. Zach and Taryn are watching from a distance. Because someone has to keep an eye on this kid. Last time we took her somewhere, she disappeared across <laughs> yeah. a desert gathering of, of di- misplaced 
civilized beings and ended up almost getting killed by a Sith. But yeah, instead, she... save her mom from being blown up. Yahoo. Yeah, that was great. Right. But somebody's got to keep an eye on her. So instead of, I don't know, random security guard who couldn't keep his eyes off of a Jedi long enough to get his job done properly, he got fired. Let's give him a chance. Uh, where did that guy go? And what the hell was that even for? Yeah, maybe he got fired because he was useless. Maybe it's a maybe it was a character that Aaron Alston created and planned on using for maybe he was going to become something in his pilot books or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but Javin Thules can beat it. Zek and Terran the whole time. Zek's a Jedi. Terran's a Hapen. Put them together. Really good bodyguard team. Yeah. Come on. Someone's got to watch this kid because it ain't going to be Han and Leia. Alana finishes her entire blue milkshake. Not blue milk. Blue milkshake. Come (laughs) on. That was pretty cool, I thought. And then three small blue rodent-like heads with large ears and bright eyes peered over the edge of the table. The squibs had arrived. And I'm like, have I ever heard of a squib before? The squibs had arrived. What is a squib? Well, we looked them up. Mm-hmm. How would you describe a squib, Tim? On the spot. Yeah, they're, from the description in the book and from the pictures that I saw, they look like weird anthropomorphized rats. Almost like a but like with, a blue master splinter. But like with tall rabbity ears. Yeah. Yeah. This is what they this is what they reminded me of. I think they look like blue little biker mice from Mars. <laughs> yes. Yes they do. Yeah. I yeah, like that. Do. Yeah, cool, 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 right? <laughs> Man. Biker mice from Mars. Here they are. Three of them. Squibs. Rum, 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 rum. <laughs> They pull up to the table. I don't know. Chapter 16. The squib rat people are very bullish and obnoxious, like an unexpected party of dwarves at your hullet hole door. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dwarves? <laughs> hullet hole. <laughs> I'm fucking taking that one again. Chapter 16. The, the, squib, the squib rat people are very bullish and obnoxious. Like an unexpected party of dwarves at your hobbit hole door. Yes. Thanks. Tried to make that reference once already. You know what? I probably won't even take that out. <laughs> and we got there that time. But really, like they show up at this restaurant table and they're like, we'll take some of this. We'll order this. Give me some of your French fries. They're drinking their drinks. They just, they're being really obnoxious. And Han is, like, as obnoxious as they are. Ungracious and offensive like, as usual. Yeah, purposefully rude. Yeah. But, you know, that means that they're best friends and they're all going to get along swell. Yeah. The squibs know where Dala is. And all they want is a ride to Coruscant, enough credits to buy a ship and live forever, and a good word in with Jagfell. Easy. Yeah. I mean, Sure. And then the pew-pew starts. Yeah. Han and Leia. Han grabs Alana and and hides behind a cement... Like a planter. planter Yeah. With a bush in it. (laughs) Which is just hilarious. Leia and all the rats turn around and start shoosting. 
and Han and Leia send Alana to go to the Falcon. And we cut to Alana running through the restaurant instead with all the biker mice. Mm-hmm. She sees like this little droid serving droid hole, yeah. like a doggy door. And she's like, that's the perfect size for me and three rats. Let's go. And they escape through the back door of the restaurant. Cut to Han and Leia get a call from Alana saying, I'm in Zek's ship. I saw him the whole time. <laughs> I opened it with the force. They tell Zek, and he goes, what the hell? This is like, honestly, chapters of people telling people things, and the person hearing it goes, what? Yeah. yeah. Like that's, it's four chapters of that. Hey, guess who's in charge of the freedom flight? What? Hey, I know you're in charge of the freedom flight. What? Hey, guess who's in charge of the freedom flight? What? Hey, we can find Dala. What? Just, that's... The, yeah. I feel like that's People suddenly noticing that. everything that's going on. Yeah, for us, in case we didn't know it the whole time. Anyways, Alana's safe, so now Han and Leia bail through the restaurant also. They get through the doors. They have a little quippy exchange between the two of them because they're so often in violent situations in their romance. Yeah, and that they can go about plans without actually having to tell each other the plans. They're into the restaurant, but will they make it out? And who is firing at them? Mm. And where are Luke, Ben, and Vistara this week? <laughs> New question. No longer where is Zek? And where's Abeloth? Yeah. Yeah. And where's Zek? <laughs> Find out next week when we cover Fate of the Jedi, Book 8, Ascension... Chapter 17 through 20. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Pew pew in. <laughs> pew pew. No more secrets. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.